I'm Sal, and I'm joined today on uh, Team Comic Storian by Benny the Comic Storian. That's me! And Gary! Gary the Cox. That's right. Gary the Cox. Why would you say that? The it's my last name. Gary of Cox. But you don't say the. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about Spider-Man the Cosmic Adventures. This is like an older trade from 89 okay. that uh, collects all the Spider-Man stories that were going on during a big Marvel event called the acts of vengeance. The supervillains were all like, we keep losing. Magneto keeps losing to the X-Men. What if we traded? Like, what if we just traded villains? You know, sick Magneto on Spider-Man, sick Doctor Doom oh, on the okay. X-Men, so, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, because villains are usually scaled to the hero. Exactly, yeah. but they were like, what if we all just teamed up and then traded? Now, not it, what if we all teamed up and then rolled up on the X-Mansion all as one like, big ooh, team ooh, and got, killed them all? Yeah. But no, rather, let's just trade bad yeah. guys. So basically, not old man Logan future. No, that this is actually a bright future because the villains are still incompetent. So they put the heroes like on names on pieces of paper? Yes. Are their names on pieces of paper, put it in a hat, and they were like, Practically, pick, pick one. this book keeps referring to the event, but all that happens with Spider-Man's scope is that he keeps being bothered by villains that he doesn't normally fight. And he doesn't understand why. Yeah, and all the other villains yeah. are like, hey, like, let's go get him. Like, we, you lost. Well, let's go send the other guy. And Spider-Man's <laughs> just none the wiser. Meanwhile, Spider-Man's also going through like a weird transformation okay. that he doesn't quite understand. Okay. So the story is just basically it's not like... the Six-Arm Saga, is it? No, no. That happens yeah, actually 10 my, years earlier. So I've never read a comic. My, my understanding is that he kind of goes through that a lot. Spider-Man uh, doesn't nearly go through as many transformations as you remember. Oh, Only okay. because like the ones that do are so pivotal. Like okay. he did okay. grow like two extra pairs of right. arms. Okay. Because he was trying to get rid of his spider powers. For the record, that was one of my favorite Spider-Man phases. Right. Six arms. Six arms? Are you kidding me? And, and he can somehow because hide them by just doing this. Just hugging? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Basically, fate was like, no, you're not getting rid of your powers. I'm going to give you more of your powers. Okay. But he synthesized an enzyme in Morbius, the living vampire's blood, and, and got a cure. To, like, suppress the ones he didn't want. They just went away. Yeah. As opposed to just sawing them off like anyone would. But anyway. Spider-Man, <laughs> at this point in time, is like a grad student. Okay. Who is working for like a douchey scientist professor. Okay. And he is experimenting with some kind of like weird technology that inadvertently gets Spider-Man spe special powers. Okay. Different powers okay. than what you're used to. And the point of this story is more or less to show you what would happen if Spider-Man was Superman. Okay. Because Spider-Man's an everyday, everyman hero. Okay. He, his powers are such that like they're impressive and cool and they sell really well, but he can't punch Galactus. He can't fight Doctor Doom very right. effectively. Location has a, a you know a factor yeah. in how he uses his powers. Absolutely. If know. he were fighting in like the rolling fields of England, he'd be screwed because he right. can't web to anything. Well, was, yeah. that's part of the joke in Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. The movie. Uh, right. Homecoming. Exactly. He's running to the party like, He's in the suburbs. He's like, I don't know where to swing. I can't get out of here. <laughs> he'd have you? to take the bus. Right. <laughs> The opening of the story is Spider-Man fights one of the lamest Marvel villains of all time. Okay. Who he calls himself the Trapster, but Human Torch calls him Paste Pot Pete. And Paste Pot Pete's Yeah. Paste Pot Pete slash the Trapster can shoot glue. I know. Deadpool fought him recently, that, I think. Yes. Uh, he, they, he, it used to be Stiltman was the character they used for that kind of joke, where it's like, throw a crappy, lame villain at somebody. Paste Pot Pete slash the Trapster is another like, deep dive. Spider-Man is having lunch with Mary Jane when the trapster attacks. I see that. Yeah. And Spider-Man basically, like, screws up and gets 
beaten by the trapster. Like, because Spider-Man is such a fallible character, right. he overestimates his ability to beat him, and Trapster winds up gluing him to himself and then throwing him in the river. Oh. And the so, name of the story is The Paste in the Power, or A Very Sticky Situation. Yes, all the titles in the Cosmic Adventures have the title, or a more fun title. Uh, it's something that they used to do because this book yeah, yeah. is written by like David Michelinie. And okay. So it's it, it's for the most part a fun like tongue-in-cheek kind of story. Right. It's, like I said, but, if, yeah. if this book were out today, this would have been an event with a bunch of like tie-in issues about all the villains and where they went. Like it would have been a whole thing. But because it's a Spider-Man story, it right. is just an adventure. Another day in my life. Oh, who was how good like. 70s, 80s Spider-Man art actually was. Yeah, well, and this is great because there's so many different artists on it. You got Sal Buscema, you got Eric Larson, you got Todd McFarlane. Oh. And they're all working on this book because they all drew different titles on, name on I it. Know. Yeah. yeah, you know Todd McFarlane. Uh, yeah. You can tell when so I entered the Todd McFarlane it. era because the eyes got huge. Yep, yep. And the webs just suddenly started getting all crazy. They got all spaghetti-like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this doctor he's working for activates this machine that's going to do whatever, who cares, and it's going to blow up because he's an overzealous guy. Spider-Man right. gets in the way, tries to save whoever's there, and he gets hit. Well, he's Peter Parker at the time, of course, because he's a grad student right. during that time. But he gets hit by these rays, and then when he leaves, he's changed. And he doesn't really quite know how or why, but he does feel humiliated because he was beaten by Trapster, and he, and he literally oh, almost he, he died. He lost to Trapster. The Trapster beat him and then threw him in the river, so he was going to drown to death. And Mary Jane watches the whole thing, and she can't do anything about it because she doesn't want to out a secret identity. So he gets these powers. He feels like a joke. Uh, right. And Trapster is like, I killed Spider-Man. So then right. he goes to the Axe of Vengeance team, the villains, and he's like, yo, I killed Spider-Man. Where's my promotion? <laughs> and they're like, you didn't kill Spider-Man. What? You're yeah. Pace Pot Pete, you lame-o. And he's like, no, I really did. Oh, fine. Okay, I'll go into the river. I'll drag his body up from the depths, and I'll right. show it to you. So he goes back. As Spider-Man's returning to the scene of the crime, right. and he's like, oh, Pete, here it comes. Because you embarrassed me in front of my wife. And he hands him his ass. But, like, <laughs> but he does so in this incredible display of power. Right. Suddenly, he lasers. has... Yeah, he can shoot lasers out of his fingertips. And he has, like, augmented strength. And he wow. just yeah. blows Trapster's mind. He's like, what's happening? You did, no one told me that you had every power. <laughs> and Spider-Man hands him his ass. And Doctor Doom, who's kind of like the mastermind behind the Axe of Vengeance, is like watching this all happen. And he does so in hilarious panel work, by the way. Every time you see Doctor Doom, he's sitting in a chair. Sometimes you'll see him like sitting in a chair the way I'm sitting in a chair. Where he's like, yeah, well, we'll see about that. But he's always like keeping tabs. And his whole arc in this story is... Spider-Man has power. Power I know he doesn't normally have. How can I get it? That's <laughs> literally Dr. Doom's MO for like decades is him going, yes. okay, so yeah, I'm a big badass, but like how can I steal extra power from like the Silver Surfer or the Beyonder mm -hmm. or Galactus? Like how Does can I- Does he normally get it though? Yeah, well yeah. And then he loses it because it's hubris, you see. So he's always watching and he, he sends drones to like follow Spider-Man around. And every time Spider-Man sees a drone, he, he webs it, and it explodes. And he's like, damn it, I didn't mean to blow it up. Like, I, I gotta get these right. powers under control. He just randomly got these powers? He just has these powers. He has no idea where they came from or why. Does the reader know? No. The reader's as confused as Spider-Man is. Because, okay. like, he just gets hit by, like, rays from a machine. Okay. So he's like, I don't, I don't get it. 
Um, Wait, where was this machine? This was machine was at Empire State University. Oh, okay. This, oh, you okay. see, I this, 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 okay. Uh, this New York-based college has access to like machines that can give you extra powers from oh, the course. cosmos. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Don't but, they all? Oh, no. In fact, uh, in one of the your shows about uh, conspiracies, we talk about ley lines. Yes. In fact, like one of Peter's professors was doing like scientific research on ley lines, which in the Marvel Universe are real. Right. Because magic's real. In the right. Universe. Of course. Dr. Strange against okay. power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Dr. Doom throws another villain at Spider-Man to kind of test his strength. Okay. And the villain he throws is Titania, a character that Dr. Doom created in the Secret Wars from 1984. Okay. She what was created? She was seemingly like this simple, docile woman, and she really wanted to like have strength and kick ass. And mm -hmm. Dr. Doom was like, I need an edge during this weird story. So he winds up grabbing her and then imbuing her with some crazy powers using his, you know, abilities and whatnot. Right. And gives her this, like, augmented strength and she becomes more or less like a Fantastic Four villain. Uh, okay, that's what okay. I thought of her. I okay. didn't realize that she was, like, created. Yeah, Doctor Doom, Doom, like, made her as a villain so that they could have more villains in Marvel Secret Wars from 84. So, uh, but the thing is... When she debuted in Secret Wars, like she was formidable and she was super strong and she had like all this like confidence from being a badass now, like she's always wanted. Spider-Man kicks her in the face one time, she's out. Wow. <laughs> so okay. when Doctor Doom was like, okay, you're gonna go, you're gonna work for me, you, you owe me anyway. She's like, I'm down. Whoever you want me to kick ass, I'm down. And he's like, it's Spider-Man. And she has a real fear of Spider-Man because he's the only person who's ever beaten her. Just okay. knocks her out. And knocked her ass out like in one like blow. Yeah. Okay, so that was before the extra powers. Yes. Okay. So this, her memories of this are from before he had these like superpowers. Extreme powers. Okay. So she's like, but she already has this like neurological fear of Spider-Man. Right. And Doctor Doom is like, are you kidding me? Like, no, he's not that powerful. He tricked you. Don't you get it? And he kind of like half hypnotizes, half just like convinces her that she's going to be powerful enough to beat Spider-Man because he's a street level superhero who cares. Which is hilarious because, of course, she's going to face he, him and he's going to kick her ass and she's going to be even more afraid of him. Does he neglect to tell her that he has Oh, yeah, powers? big time. Oh, he doesn't tell her. Oh, he's using her so yeah. that he can see the limit of his powers. Oh. He's yeah. like, oh, I don't care about this woman. I'm just using That's her to get... That's kind of a poor test, though, considering the last time they met. Yes. He, already he still beat, beat her, her handily. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is a really poor plan on his no, part. No, it's yeah. weird. But Jim Shooter wrote that story and right. Michelinie wrote okay. this one. So. Okay. Um, there's also a fun subplot about the Daily Bugle. Thomas Fireheart, AKA the Puma, who's a villain of Spider-Man's, okay, okay. uh, he owes Spider-Man a blood debt because Spider-Man saved him and, and restored right. his honor. Okay. okay. But he needs to repay Spider-Man. And so what he did was he bought the Daily Bugle and turned it into a Spider-Man propaganda machine. And he's like, I'm going to fix your good name that was ruined by J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. And it's actually like really embarrassing and Spider-Man hates it, but that's, that's, him, that's his life. <laughs> Well, I love you. Like, Spider-Man hates it. Yeah, he hates it. He's like, well, because every because everyone's reading newspapers about how great he is, and they're all puff pieces, and they're all right. like bullshit. Yeah. And he's like, I just I would rather people just stopped paying attention to me at all. It's nice there's right. no more smear campaigns, but like, can everybody just shut up about me? Can you just focus on the other heroes in New York? Right. right. These Titanic goes to the Daily Bugle to lure Spider-Man because she knows that he's connected to that newspaper. Uh, she tears up the it place. Doesn't exactly hide it. No. Oh no, it's true. Uh, well, Peter Parker is. Basically, Spider-Man's official photographer, so everybody knows they're connected. Right. Yeah. Spider-Man literally will release a book 
of best-selling photos of Spider-Man that he will sell and make a tidy profit off of. It's called webs. Yeah, so he's he's making money off of selfies yeah. before selfies were a thing. Right, exactly. He's yeah. like the he's like the original Instagram star. No, no, he yeah. used to but he used to web the camera to the corner yeah. of like something and, yep. then, and then fight of the in fight. front of it. Yeah. 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 And he but the best shots he put into a book. Yeah. yeah. So he's basically an influencer. Wait, villain, before we begin. Let's all. What if I put a camera? He over would there? literally. He would do it before, yeah. and then he'd like f- arrange the fight to be in front of the SLR. Like, oh, wow. okay, get over here. The right. Puma does get involved because when Thomas Fireheart experiences stress, he becomes the Puma. Okay. It's a whole long story. We're not going to get into. Okay. I just think of Puma as the clothing line. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she's kicking his ass. Like yeah. she she gets the upper hand because she's like, no, like I'm not going to let you beat me. I'm not going to let your victory over me define me. And right. so she's wailing on him, and she and he's taking the punches, but they're like really rattling him because he knows that like she should be kicking his ass and, yeah. and he's not, but he's, she also won't get off of him. Yeah. So he just says like, get off my back. And he like reaches out his hand and he blasts her in the face with an energy ray. He can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the equivalent of someone like tapping your forehead going, I'm not touching you. I'm yeah. not touching you. I'm not touching exactly. you. And he's, and he's like, like uh, I can't do this anymore. Right, just boom and yeah. blast her away with an energy like. And his reaction is that's weird and just swings away? Yeah. I'll figure it out later. I'll figure it out when I get home. I'll figure it out yeah. later. He goes yeah. home. Uh, he actually winds up like, there's this fun scene that's depicted by Eric Larson where he's like, he's generating 3D models of his web fluid out of webbing that's like creating these, these like huge 3D construct. He's like, I didn't know I could do that. Like he could make webbing and then like have it change the molecules in the webbing to become anything he wants. Huh. He's like, I, didn't, like, I, I don't know what my powers are becoming, but like this is kind of dope. <laughs> I'm the first 3D printer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the Acts of Vengeance get together. It's Kingpin, Magneto, Doctor Doom, everybody. Okay. And Magneto's like, I'll go kick his ass for you. And so Magneto goes to fight Spider-Man. The one villain that doesn't, the one superhero that doesn't have metal? He has metal in the web shooters. That's it, though. He doesn't That's use true. them, though. He, unlike me, Magneto does not think of that. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Magneto just kind of, like, walks Wouldn't you ar- think that Magneto well, can, like, sense it? Yeah, he should. He should feel it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this is also pre-Magneto pulled the adamantium out of Wolverine's skeleton, which he should have done when he first met Wolverine. Right. So, so he's basically not as strong. He's not quite as strong, no. But he is stronger than Spider-Man. He certainly should beat him. Uh, Spider-Man goes to a junkyard to try and test out his powers. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, it's an auto-wrecking yard. Then Magneto picks up a, a, a barge and drops it on him. Hmm. And he's like, nice. As you would do. Let's see. I mean, I Let- mean in his mind, he's probably like, oh, quick work. Yeah, that exactly. So, like, yeah. Magneto and Spider-Man fight. He throws, like, cars at Spider-Man because, of course, Spider-Man's at a auto-wrecking yard. So now Magneto's got all the metal he needs to fight Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Uh, Magneto throws a couple cars at him. Spider-Man makes a gigantic web bat out of his webbing. <laughs> and hits the car, which launches over the city and hits a cruise ship and is starting to sink the cruise ship. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, oh, man, what's my problem? So he, he, he swings over to the pier, and he's like, I can't get there. If only I could fly. And then he starts flying. And he's like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. This is getting <laughs> absurd. So, if only I could fly. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, now I can. Whoa. So he's flying over there. He picks up the barge. Magneto's like, this is getting out of hand. I'm bailing. Magneto as, bails. As you would. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. So Glad Spider-Man is like, what the hell's going on? And ultimately, Doctor Doom I just saw that face. Did he just go back to Mary Jane? Yeah. What's going on? Well, I'll just fly home. Yeah, he, well, he no. He refuses to fly. He's like, I'm going to go home the old-fashioned way. And he web swings home. Like, resisting the ability to fly. Wow. He's like, no, I don't want these. It used to be great power comes great responsibility. I didn't have world-changing power. Right. My responsibility was to my own abilities. But now that my abilities have exponentially advanced, what the hell am I supposed to do here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm only Peter Parker. Like, I'm not Cap. I don't know what to do 
in every situation. Right. So he basically just goes to his wife Cap and he just like, hugs her. Chill. Right. Well, he's also a brilliant strategist. He's like, he knows how to tell people with great power what to do. Like, he can order <laughs> yes, Thor around, yeah. even if he isn't Thor. Uh, we get a couple of other, like, fun fights. He has to fight the Brothers Grimm. Who are these horrible characters? It seems like it's all the C-listers. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The Wizard is involved. The Wizard is, like, manipulating the Brothers Grimm, throws him at them. Uh, huh. Spider-Man beats them the same way. He can right. fly. He can punch. They throw Goliath at him. Not Bill Foster Goliath. Not Hank Pym Goliath, not even Clint Barton Goliath, but rather the supervillain Goliath, who went through like as many identity changes as Hank Pym, who I think he has like cosmic powers. It's not that he has Pym particles, he just has like special abilities that he can manipulate into being big. He's a Wonder Man villain. Okay. Uh, Spider Man punches him and makes him like fall down and he crushes a building. And Spider Man's like, uh, this is really bad like i'm kicking ass but like at what cost right, right i'm and, taking everything around me i don't know what i'm doing and people are freaking out because like spider-man was like their mascot and now he's right. like taking on magneto and he's crushing buildings with his laser guns yeah and people are like this is really scary like spider-man yeah. went from being like a hero slash to a menace risk. to like a real scary risk yeah yeah um because he also doesn't know what he's doing with all this. No, he doesn't. Is that they can eye beams? They can probably he has eye beams, finger beams. Like, the beams come from anywhere he wants. He can shoot them out of his dick <laughs> if he wanted to. Boo, boo. Cock beams. <laughs> so, I uh, want to see that remarketing, rebranding. I'm spider You know, there is, a, there is an action figure that Toy Biz made of Frank Castle that was like a transformer. Mm -hmm. Where you could transform all the superheroes. What do you think tra uh, Frank Castle becomes? A gun. But you could transform him so that the pistol of the gun comes right out of his oh, crotch. Of course, that was not on accident. <laughs> no, sure. and, but that like was... that's only mid-transformation. Right. Now the kids aren't going to do that. They're only going to go from Frank Castle to gun. They're not going to make half gun, half Frank Castle, giant cock monster. <laughs> like, but indeed, they did. One of the members of the Axe of Vengeance is a member of the Hell, leader of the Hellfire Club, Sebastian okay. Shaw. Okay. Who, if you're not familiar with the Hellfire Club, it's I'm basically not. a group of hedonistic aristocrats okay. who are villains of the X-Men. And some of them have mutant powers. Uh, okay. Emma Frost comes from the uh, okay. from the Hellfire okay. Club, and Sebastian Shaw has like mind manipulation powers and whatnot. And he's but he's mostly just a frilly douche. And uh, okay. he's like, no, I, I I know what my superpower is: money, and I use it to pay people to solve my problems for me. And at this point in continuity, the Hulk is known as Joe Mr. Fixit. Oh, this is during the Mr. Fixit era. It is. And the okay. Hulk, if you're not familiar, the Hulk has multiple personalities, one of which is like, I don't give a crap about like anything. I'm the Hulk. I'll just use my strength to like make money. And he becomes yeah, so basically- no morals like, there. He's no. just a hired hand. Exactly. Is, so isn't Joe, is it Joe Fixit that was the first to like wear multiple personalities? That was when they really went to like the multiple personalities version of the Hulk. When they were like, oh no, it's not that like it's Bruce Banner becomes the Hulk. It's no, Bruce Banner has all these personalities. And yeah. one of them is, he's like a mob enforcer and whatnot. Yeah, but he's still the Hulk. He's still the Hulk, yeah. But he's intelligent. He's, but he's, he's also smart. intelligent. So he's but not, he's not yeah. as strong as the Green Hulk because he's more intelligent. Exactly. Okay. So he's, he's more like a uh, like a bouncer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which was yes. late. Which was later mostly retconned into being the reason why Joe Fixit wasn't as strong as Green Hulk is because Green Hulk's savage and yes. just gets angry. Right. Yes. And Joe Fixit can rationalize so he doesn't get as angry. Yes. Also, Joe Fixit becomes the Hulk when there's a full moon. Right. It's only at night. It's only at night. The night. The night is the Hulk's time. Yes. Well, the night is the Hulk's time when it's Devil Hulk. Yeah. But the full moon is when the when Joe Fixit comes out. Oh wow. But when the sun comes up, he has to become. He's like a werewolf. It's wow. like, what? 
Well, they really tried to play the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Exactly. Yeah. By, by oh, pulling on the sense. werewolf trope. Yeah, but Sebastian Shaw hires the Hulk, who is okay. conveniently enough a hired gun at this point, to fight Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, that was great. And it's drawn by Todd McFarlane, and it's totally dope. I'm going to buy this book, and I'm just doing that video. Spider-Man versus the Hulk. Dude, it's great. Peter Parker goes to the taping of an episode of Secret Hospital, which is being shot at uh, Central Park. Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Fix-It is airdropped from Nevada to uh, New York. Uh, he throws a bunch of trucks to try to get Spider-Man's attention, in w which he does. Of course. And Spider-Man is like, a bunch of trucks, of yeah, and Spider -Man's like, what are you doing, man? And he goes, oh, simple. I'm getting paid to fight you. And he's like, you asshole. <laughs> so then uh, Fix-It realizes that there's a three-hour time difference between Nevada and New York. And so the sun's coming up sooner than he expected. So he's like, <laughs> okay, uh, I can't fight you right now because I got to go. But like in like tom tomorrow night, you meet me at Roosevelt Island where there's like a, it, there's no people. Right. It's like a ruined area. Right. And uh, and we'll fight there. Okay. And Spider-Man's like, what? What? So then... You're rescheduling. Yeah, you're rescheduling the fight? Yeah. So Spider-Man goes to Roosevelt Island. He okay. sees there's some, like, some kids there. And so he's like, well, we can't fight here. There's children right. here. And Mr. Fix-It's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's fight. And he's like, whoa, 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 no, there's kids. So Spider-Man has to protect the children while also fighting the Hulk. So right. now he has a vested interest in fighting the Hulk. So Hulk's right. like, let's do this. So Spider-Man gives him one quick uppercut, and it launches the Hulk into orbit. <laughs> As it would. And so the Hulk is like floating up there. He's like, good thing I took a breath before I got up there. But like, I didn't know Spider-Man could hit me that hard. Everyone's having these moments with Spider-Man. Yeah, where like, they're like, I didn't know Spider-Man was a chump. Yeah. Which is hilarious if it like if these villains remembered these things where they're like, shit, Spider-Man's super powerful. Like Magneto's like, I better remember to throw everything I got him next time I see him. So then he loses the powers and Magneto's like, hey, Spider-Man, I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Spider-Man goes into space, right. grabs the Hulk, okay. brings him back, and he's like, knock it off. <laughs> and Hulk's he flies like, up there? Yeah. And the Hulk's like, what is even happening? Exactly. He brings the Hulk back and Hulk's like, all right, well, since you saved me, I guess I won't kill you. Bye. Yeah. So exit the Hulk from this story. Wow. Okay. Um, the uh, Doctor Doom unearths a silly robot, which unearths a robot. Yeah. Well, the robot was originally defeated by another group, and it's under the like sea. So a robot. Yeah. Like well, a, an Magneto, the Hulk. How about robot? How about abandoned, defeated robot? Yes. Well, I'm but gonna, I'm going to waste resources. I should say this robot. On... It was built specifically to fight superheroes. That's why it's called Tess, you but it, see. But it, it it's called Total Elimination of Super Soldiers. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But it failed initially. Oh, yeah. No. So this didn't. is still, like, I think Dr. Doom is just bored. Well, Dr. Doom is, he's, he is only here to get information. That's true. He's not trying I to kill Spider-Man. That's true. He's he just wants to, to test the limits of his powers okay. so that he could ultimately steal I'll them. I'll give you that. Spoilers, he doesn't get anywhere near that. Okay. So the whole, like, the main antagonist of the story is Dr. Doom being like, I'll find his powers. He doesn't. Right, and that, like, that would be kind of a cool conclusion. He gets the powers, but he has to fight against... Dr. Doom! Nope! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. So, oh, but yeah. so, uh, so the, the, this total display of power by Spider-Man right. is making him into public enemy number one. Everybody's like right. losing it on Spider-Man. People are chanting at him in the streets. When he, he fought Shocker, and he beat him up. And people are like, hey, this poor boy, he only has his vibroblades. Like, what are you doing, man? Leave him alone, this poor guy. And, they're, and he's like, what's wrong with you people? And they're like, you're crazy powerful. Like, you're scary. Spider-Man goes home. Mary Jane's like, you are kind of scary. And Pete's like, oh, great. Now my wife's giving me a hard time. Yeah. Then he has to fight Tess, the stupid robot, which he does. He blasts it with his laser powers. Dr. Doom's like, cool. 
more information about, about how I expected that to end. Yeah, basically, yeah. there's a lot of see. You see, uh, this is called decompression. Uh, we got this idea. Let's just do it seven or eight times because these are all tie-ins to the Acts of Vengeance story. Right. right. So in theory, you're actually reading these while reading Acts of Vengeance. Yes, theoretically. Okay. So uh, Kingpin's like, okay, I got an idea. I've got Dragon Man. Dragon Man is like a synthetic Dragon Man. <laughs> A synthetic <laughs> dragon man. His he, name says it all. Yes. Okay. He he was a he's because he, he's not an actual dragon. Okay, of course. He's not course. from like yeah, myth and yeah. legend. He was right. built. Right. Uh, but when he's tiny, he's like cogent and you can talk to him. Okay. But when he's big, he loses his mind. He's like Maul from Wildcats. Okay. Uh, but when he's big, he's like kind of animalistic. Okay. So they so the wizard gives. Um, dragon man Spider-Man's mask because Spider-Man melodramatically throws it off his face when he's on top of the Empire State Building because New York won't accept or love him anymore. And so he's like, Isn't that what he does every time? Every time that he's I having a hard time. He's like, I'm, Spy I'm, I'm Spider-Man no more. So yeah. literally, uh, and it's great because he's on the Empire State Building. It's raining. It's melodramatic. He takes off his mask. He's like, screw everybody from New York. If you don't want me, then I don't want you. And he throws it. The wizard is like there. <laughs> and he's just a little further away. And he can't see. He's like, ooh, it looks like Spider-Man threw off his mask. I won't go after him and look at him, right. I'll go after the mask and grab it. And then he brings it back to this, this team so that they can have the Dragon Man smell it and then hunt down Spider-Man so they can Wait, what? It. Yeah. Yeah. So to find out what his identity is. No, no, they don't care about it. They don't even care about the identity. Instead of just going, oh, it's Peter Parker. Okay, right. Or, like, right or <laughs> I don't know who this is, but I'll take a picture because yeah. I'm the wizard and I have like advanced right. technology and I'll like show it to anyone. Yeah. I'll just grab his mask, give it to Dragon Man, he'll smell you, and Hopefully then go the get Hopefully the rain you. hasn't washed off the scent. Oh, it didn't. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Because then Dragon Man, uh, like, he attacks the subway. Spider-Man shows up. Dragon Man blasts Spider-Man with his flame powers, his, his flame breath, which okay. melts off Spider-Man's outfit. Okay. And then he uses his cosmic powers to just spontaneously produce another Spider-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. So Spider-Man fights Dragon Man in the subway, of course, and like okay. it's, it, the, the tracks are getting wrecked, trains are coming. Spider-Man like saves the train from Dragon Man and then webs Dragon Man down and defeats okay. him. And okay. everyone in New York is kind of watching us. Hey, what do you want? You think I suck? Is that what you think? That's 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 Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man now okay. that he's defeated Dragon Man. They're like, wow, Spider-Man, like you're awesome. You saved that subway car and you beat the Dragon Man. Way yeah. to go! <laughs> and Spider-Man's oh, like. Man. That's great! I've got my confidence back! Yay, conditional love. Yeah. Where did my mask go? <laughs> yeah. Right, no, he doesn't care. He grew another one. That's <laughs> yeah, true. So, ultimately, Sebastian Shaw teams up with another scientist uh, okay. whose name is Brunson, and they build, they take three sentinels, and they put them together and make a tri-sentinel. Okay. And uh, That comes back in this oh, run. Oh, yeah, no, they keep using that tri-sentinel because it's pretty badass. Spider-Man painted it with his own face in the current run. Yeah, and he like and drives he it. it around. It's funny because the Tri-Sentinel isn't just like they built a Sentinel with three pieces. They had these three Sentinels and they were working in cahoots with the scientist who was using the machine that got, yeah. gave Spider-Man his powers. Right. And that machine bridged all three Sentinels into one being. Okay. Known as the Tri-Sentinel. Uh, Spider-Man is swinging across the city because he's trying to avoid like flying and stuff. Right. Uh, he bumps into Graviton, who is okay. uh, another supervillain who okay. was trying to manipulate gravity and it backfired and then he had the manipulation over gravity. Okay. So he basically is like, he's an evil Superman because he's strong. He can like use the gravity forces to make himself stronger. He can fly because he can defy gravity and whatnot. Right. And he has a pretty dope cape because you don't really see a lot of white capes anymore. Yeah. He basically blasts Graviton immediately and knocks him out. 
And that's when the power within Spider-Man starts to really like get supercharged and get completely out of hand. And he's freaking out and he's not sure what's going on until the power completely blasts out of him and his costume reforms into the Captain Universe. You see, and that's, that's where the Captain Universe actually comes from. Well, Captain Universe is actually an invention from a comic called Micronauts. If you're not familiar okay. with, the act, with the toys or the comic book series Micronauts, uh, they come from the Microverse, and apparently the uni-power of Captain Universe is technically intrinsically tied to the Microverse slash Micronauts. Okay. But the uni-power, you can see his dope costume, yeah. the uni-power is another cosmic force in the universe, not unlike the Phoenix, that okay. needs a vessel. Okay. And it chose Spider-Man. It chose Spider-Man. It chooses, and it's funny because it doesn't always be, it's not always Spider-Man. The cosmic powers of Captain Universe slash the Unipower okay. will find, will choose a champion during great moments of crisis in different parts of the universe. And depending on who's there and has the greatest sense of responsibility, they will become Captain Universe okay. for that period of time until the crisis is averted. Okay. And... The, act, the acts of evil were... The acts of vengeance. No, it was the coming of the Tri-Sentinel that was the problem. That's it. But the robot, or the machine that the scientist was using that gave okay. Spider-Man's powers actually blocked the cosmic awareness that Captain Universe can give Spider-Man or gives everyone who has become Captain Universe. Uh, it blocked this cosmic awareness that made him aware of being Captain Universe in the first place. And so when the machine was destroyed and made the, the, the Tri-Sentinel, it... it, it, it interrupted the blocking that Spider-Man had from the uni-power getting into him fully. So now he's wholly Captain Universe, okay. has this cosmic awareness, and is now like, okay, now I know everything about what's happening. I know where my powers come from. They came from the uni-power of Captain Universe, and I know that I'm supposed to beat the Tri-Sentinel. And that's why I'm really here. Does he like immediately eradicate it with full he, unlocked power? Yes. I mean, like, it takes a few pages, Ultimately, Spider-Man defeats it by being even more powerful than he was in the last couple of issues. Right. And now it makes sense to me, too. Yeah. Because I've always known about Captain Universe Spider-Man, right. yeah, but I've exactly. never looked into Captain Universe. No, because you can get right. that costume. By the way, I don't think that's in uh, the, Marvel, the one? Marvel one, but where is it? Because I want it. <laughs> I want that skin. You could get it in the 2000 Spider-Man game. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's a great costume because it's basically just it's the Captain Universe costume normally. Yes. It's the lower chin of that's the hero, but it's Spider-Man's mask, so it's Spider-Man. Right, okay. So that's how you know it's... it's Many other people have been Captain Universe after yes, this, but... it's true, it's oh, true. okay, okay. Um, In fact, there was a contest in comic books in the early to mid-90s where you could be Captain Universe. Oh. And they'd write a... They'd do a whole comic book about how you became Captain Universe. That's cool. I don't know how, where that ever came from, but I know I definitely en en uh, enrolled of in course, that costume. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Spider-Man ultimately just annihilates the Tri-Sentinel. Um, of course, it must be rebuilt because you see it later on. But for the most right. part, the Tri-Sentinel was created for the story and then was destroyed for the story. Later on, people were like, no, but the Tri-Sentinel is a neat idea. Mm -hmm. um, but Spider-Man uses, he expels the, um, like all that power and then the, the unit power of Captain Universe leaves him. And that's the end of it. And he's just Peter Parker. Again. So he had a nice ride. He had a nice ride. And that's it. He's just, he was, wow. he, he was ultra powerful. He was basically Marvel Superman for a minute. Yeah. And then. So basically during the event, Acts of Evil, of yeah, Vengeance. Yeah, right. Acts of Vengeance, yeah. right? Spider-Man is just fighting random D-listers. Spider-Man is being dogged by randos and dealing with Captain Universe problems. <laughs> and then he's not. And that's does all he, he does. Does he in Acts of Vengeance? Not really. Like this is him in Acts of Vengeance is so, all the Spider-Man books. So. Acts of Vengeance was never really like. 
if you want to get it collected, it's like out of print. The only thing you can get is all the tie-ins. It's this big, fat, stupid right. omnibus that I'd never want to buy. Right. I bought by accident one time and quickly donated to a library. But uh, Acts of Vengeance, the story, is, multiple, is actually made up in like a whole bunch of like annuals and other like side books. Right. Okay. The Spider-Man's Acts of Vengeance story is just like, is practically like Maximum Carnage in that this is the story of how Spider-Man had these cosmic powers and it spans right. all the Spider-Books, Spectacular Web of. The book's lesson is don't bother Spider-Man. Don't bother <laughs> spider Leave the guy alone. Leave the poor guy alone. Let him be a journalist or yeah. whatever, photojournalist. Exactly. Just let him, just leave him alone. Right? But, uh, but the cosmic yeah. adventures, there's nothing cosmic about them. He doesn't fight any cosmic villains. No, he stays in like Central he, Park the whole time. Basically, yes. He, he will stay in... Fighting Case Pot Pete, who's like, yes. you shouldn't be shooting me yeah. with lasers. Yeah, and also, exactly. by the way, villains, uh, you forgot one special ingredient in defeating Spider-Man. Yeah. Glue. Right. Well, it's fun yeah. because it's like, he's his mortal enemy. Is where they both have adhesion-based right. powers. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, okay. I think it's a fun little story. It's, I had fun listening to it. It's yeah. silly and weird. Yeah. I never knew it, so this is actually really fun for I'm me. I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. It's it's written by Jerry Conway and David McElhinney, depending on who's writing the book at the time. Right. And the art spans from like Eric Larson, Todd McFarlane, Sal Buscema. There's a lot of great okay. like work in here. Uh, yeah. That is like seminal Spider-Man artists. And what's great is you don't really need the whole book. Like you could grab any one of these issues as in any dollar bin at any comic book store. Okay. And like when I was a kid before I had this whole thing, I had the Hulk issue and I had the Magneto issue. Because like who doesn't want the Eric Larson drawn Spider-Man versus Magneto? And who okay. doesn't want the Todd McFarlane drawn Spider-Man versus the Hulk? Right. And right. all they do is Spider-Man's like, I can't believe I have these powers. A cool character fights him and he goes, I can't believe I still have these powers. <laughs> and that's the whole issue. I can't believe I have more powers. Yeah, yeah. Or I can't believe I reiterated the powers that I had in the last issue, but in this issue, someone else wrote it, so they have to do it too. Right. Ugh. But yeah. It's a lot of fun. I recommend it. And if you want a copy, I'll try to find one and put it in the description below this video so you can get a copy cool. of it yourself. Because I love this book. It's a lot of fun. It's silly, high-flying superhero antics. And it also has a lot of fun, like, subtext. There's a lot of other stuff about Peter Parker in there. There's, like, another photojournalist named Nick Katzenberg, who's, like, Spider-Man's rival. He's, like, a sleaze photographer. Okay. okay. And he more or less uncovers Spider-Man's identity in this story. It, there's a whole thing. Okay. And Nick Katzenberg is, uh, like, just... He's a fun forgotten Spider-Man supporting character that I would love to see at least his lineage come back. Like some idea like him. Right. But I didn't, we didn't have time to talk about it. Or the whole Puma owns the Bugle thing. Like you think J. Jonah Jameson is running the Bugle the entire time, but no, there was this little period of time where the Puma ran the Bugle. Is no, that how Puma sure. loses the Daily Bugle? Like all sales go down? Basically, he hates it because he's like, I'm not a newspaper publisher. I just did it so that I would be like absolved of my debt to Spider-Man. And Spider-Man keeps like going to him being like, stop! Yes. You didn't need to do this. It's great. It does yeah. get resolved and in a fun, organic, story-driven right. way. Right. But uh, that's a story for another time. Cool. We'll see you guys next time. Another episode of Backish. I want to thank my amazing co-hosts for being here. I want to thank my host for hosting me. Benny, thank you so much yeah. for having me here. Thanks for coming out to visit. And of course, if you want to check out these two amazing people, uh, they'll, they'll share their info for you. Uh, Gary, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Film Circuit. It's a channel all about just film and entertainment. Yep. And if you are subscribed to us, you definitely are subscribed to Comic Story. But Benny, please. Comic Story, uh, we do a lot of comic book recaps and podcasts. <laughs> See you guys next time. I'm Sal. Thank so you. long. I'm Benny. I'm Gary. Yay, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>